Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. On today's show, we're going to talk about some hideous legislation taking place in Minnesota, uh, the threat of AI, uh, what it may mean to our, our lives as things progress with AI around the world, and including in our schools, businesses, government, etc. We're going to talk about that and, and uncover that in today's show as well. And help me talk about these and other matters we have with us here, none other than Pastor Peter Mord, who is the director of the PJI Church Engagement Office mm-hmm. in Palmdale, California. Welcome. Yeah, thank you, Brad. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you, Peter. And I, I love having you on the show because, you know, you work with a lot of pastors, uh, you know, you're interacting with the pastors in, in churches, uh, not just in, in California, but in other states as well. And uh, you have a perspective that I think is really valuable as we look at these issues uh, from a legal perspective, but also from a, from a spiritual perspective yeah. and, a, and a Christian worldview perspective. So it's, uh, I'm, it's a great to have you on the show, and thanks for coming down. Yeah, thank you. Um, let's t- first talk, Peter, about what's happening in Pennsylvania. This, uh, there's an anti-religious liberty bill that's uh, been reported to, uh, to be there and, uh, and pending. And uh, I understand uh, this bill would redefine freedom. How would it redefine freedom? What's going on? Yeah, so religious liberty is already on the chopping block uh, nationwide. A lot, of, a lot of places have been going after, ever since the pandemic, going after religious liberty. A lot of people will look at a bill like this and say, well, it's Pennsylvania, I don't live in Pennsylvania, or, or even if they do live in Pennsylvania, it's, it's proposed, it hasn't passed. I think the danger of this is the, is the wording, and the wording is that they're willing to come after any nonprofit organization like a church or a Christian school if they speak against, even if they're saying just what the Bible says, but speaking against the LGBTQIA plus agenda. And so I think this is dangerous because of not just the freedom of speech, but the freedom of religion. Uh, the Bible uh, is, is the tenet of our faith, of my faith. And so I, I want to be able to stand up for these churches in Pennsylvania. And by the way, not just Christian churches, Amish churches, uh, mosques, other places that would stand up and say, uh, the tenets of their faith, they should be protected under freedom, freedom of religion as well. Yeah, so this bill is an attack on religious freedom. Yes. Clearly. Yes. Uh, I understand. Uh, so, so it's going to basically uh, punish people who have a biblical definition of marriage, including churches. There's yeah. no exemption carved out for religious organizations and ministries. Yeah, it goes a step further, Brad. So this is, this is why I'm so concerned about House Bill 300 in Pennsylvania is I think a lot of this wording is template wording that's starting to pop up in other other states and and my prayer is that it's not a trend but but that this can be stopped in Pennsylvania but it goes beyond just attacking churches it actually removes some of the already existing wording um, that's in their constitution that protects churches and places of faith so they're not only just saying hey if you speak out against them we're going to come after you they're saying we're removing some of your freedoms right off the bat. 
What about hiring? I mean, it's not going to affect the ability for a church to hire people with a Christian biblical worldview, is it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you'll, you, if you are a, a place of business uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, if this passes, uh, you could be sued and even prosecuted if you're hiring someone and or discriminating a, a based on their um, you know, uh, identity as, as, as they're stating it. And so I think sometimes churches... Um, they're, they're silent, and then when things like this happen, they get a little scared instead of getting into action. Right. Um, and so I would just say, if you're in Pennsylvania, man, call your, uh, your senators, your, your congressmen or women, uh, tell them, hey, we oppose this because we support religious liberty. It's, it's just surprising that they would be so outrageous and, uh, and attack religious institutions mm-hmm. and not exempt them. So if we have a, say there's a private... Christian school, and they have a policy that says, okay, hey, boys are boys, girls are girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, neither of the two shall meet in a locker room. Right. So, right. you know, they, they, they don't want a teenage boy to go into the girls, teenage girls' locker room while they're changing and showering right. and him stripping in front of them. Sure. Uh, this legislation would tell that private Christian school, no, no, you have to allow this, this perverted activity to take place uh, or else, right? Yeah, the, I mean, is that effectively what they're saying? They're hiding under the discrimination, so you cannot discriminate against someone. So let's just take, let's step out of the religious liberty debate and go just to civil uh, cases that will be brought if, if this bill passes. So let's say you're a uh, non-religious daycare, and there's a transgender person who wants to come work for your daycare. You cannot dismiss them or not hire them because they're transgender. You, you have to consider them as a candidate. I think that's really dangerous just from, just from a safety standpoint. Um, and so I wouldn't want a construction worker working in the nursery of my church. And so I think there's some common sense elements to this, but I also think that there's, there's a biblical uh, precedent that's been set for, hey, this is the tenets of our faith. We aren't backing down from this. And in love, we're gonna say, hey, you practice your religion. And by the way, all of this is religion. And so they're practicing their religion, and this is the opposite of tolerance. They're trying to force their religion of wow. secular humanism and, and you know, sexual, the sexual, this new sexual revolution through the LGBTQIA+. Uh, they're trying to force that on us. It's no longer about just allow us to exist. It's you have to accept us. So there'll be punishments for schools, ministries, yes. private Christian schools, yes. churches, ministries, right. who do not bow the knee to the mm-hmm. radical LGBTQ God uh, that uh, this bill wants to elevate uh, above religious freedom. This is outrageous. It's, Pens- it's PA, Pennsylvania, House Bill 300, House Bill 3 300. And uh, folks, if you know of a legislator there in Pennsylvania, let them know what you think. Let them know your opinion on it. Uh, we at Pacific Justice Institute, guess what? We, we've got an office there, right there in, in Philadelphia, serving the state of Pennsylvania. We're ready to go to bat against this. And not just in the, you know, if it becomes law, you know, we, we stand ready to defend and to challenge it. But also, uh, before it becomes law, while it's pending, we stand ready to provide our legal opinions 
uh, regarding legislation like this that's so outrageous, so outrageous. At PJI, we exist to serve everyone in need of counsel, representation, and defense of their religious liberties, parental rights, and the sanctity of life. We don't take cases based on how high profile they are. We are workhorses, not show horses. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Minnesota has a pro-pedophile bill. Uh, this, is, this is outrageous. I've, I've heard about this. Uh, they want to basically remove language from the Human Rights Act that, they, uh, that currently declares pedophiles and uh, wants to basically that language is taken out. And they, they want to include pedophiles as protected based on sexual orientation. Yeah. A pro-pedophile rights bill is what we're talking about in Minnesota. And this is where, this is where we're, we're going. When you devalue the sanctity of life, now all the lines are blurred. So, so now people who hurt children... Oh, that's just their sexual orientation. They, they're just people who, who, who like children. No, 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 no. Time out. As a society, we have to protect the vulnerable. We have to protect children. And so this bill would completely undo some, some really, I mean, some wording that's been in the Constitution in Minnesota for 100 years. And they're wanting to reword some of this in order to make some pedophiles feel better about themselves. I'm sorry, Brad, but I I will tell you, Jesus had the strongest rebuke for those who hurt hurt children. In fact, I'll tell you what he said in Luke 17, 1. He said it would be better for you to take a millstone, tie it about your neck, and jump into the ocean. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. He said the millstone thrown into the ocean. The ocean, yeah. So you you die. Right. It's better to do that, to drown in the ocean, than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Yeah. So, so I, I just want you to know that, uh, you know, as a shepherd, man, this breaks my heart yeah. because I don't, I don't want any of these children in Minnesota um, to, to fall prey to, to these. And by the way, that's what's happening. This transgender state uh, lawmaker is introducing this under a human rights. This no child should be hurt. That is not a right. You don't have the right to hurt children. And they're calling it the take pride Act, um, I'm calling it Take No Prisoner Act, uh, because really what they're doing is they are they are releasing these these sexual offenders and redefining it, and that's what this is. This is a redefining of what is good and evil. Yeah, to protect pedophile activity, to right. protect pedophiles, right, uh, and uh, to to give them this this special protection, right. Uh, I. I uh, I, I'm just really t- taken back that they would have the audacity to even propose this legislation. It's called the Take Pride Act, like you said. Yes. Take pride. Pride in pedophilia activity, pred- pedophilia status. No, I don't take pride in that. Uh, people shouldn't take pride in that, our society. It's, it's wrong. It's calling good, evil, evil, good. Uh, this is uh, being sponsored by State Representative uh, Leah uh, Fink. Uh, F-I-N-K-E, a member of the Democratic Farmer Labor Party, and uh, the first transgender legislator in Minnesota House history. Um, well, you know, when you see people like, like that, instinctively we can sometimes just be angry and say, mm-hmm. 
this is a terrible person. I can't. Uh, I encourage people out there when you see people like this do stuff like that. Um, pray for them. Pray that that the, that God pierces them in some way, convicts them, and brings them to Him. God can do anything. It doesn't matter how far people are away from the Lord. God can reach them. God can touch them. And sometimes I think we as Christians can quickly just throw people away. God didn't throw us away. That's right. That's so right. Uh, pray for this person's representative, uh, Leah Fink, and L-E-I-G-H Fink, F-I-N-K-E. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and, and my heart does go out for Leah, and, and he's, uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure, confused and, and you know, uh, going through a, a lot himself, hurting people, hurt people. He was a biological male. He's a biological who male. Who has adopted a female name. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so it's, it's Leah, a male. Leah is what he goes by now. But, but I will tell you this, that, again, the, the people of Minnesota, and, and we have a choice. What will we tolerate? And this, I don't think this is going to pass, but, but, but this House Bill mm. 1655 is just to see, oh, how much outrage was there? Other states are watching Minnesota saying, and watching Pennsylvania saying, how much outrage was there? How many people called? What, where's the line? Where can we push it? And I want to say, we're, we, we have got to wake up. We've got to wake up. And, and we, have to be, we have to be loud. Because I will tell you, the transgender activists, they're extremely loud. They're extremely bold. And we have to be bold as a lion as well. Yeah, they're, they're almost cultic. I mean, they're just like emphatic, uh, in your face. Right. I was testifying re- uh, regarding some legislation in, in uh, Texas, in state capital, Austin, at the state capital, and um, there was some radical LGBTQ de- demonstrators marching right through the, the middle aisle of the state capital, screaming, yelling, just you could feel the hate, so much hate. And um, I just thought, you know, as Christians, we shouldn't have hate, but we should have uh, intensity in our beliefs as well, uh, driven out of love to protect mm-hmm. children and mm-hmm. protect those who are being deceived and, um, and, and falling by the wayside. This is really important. Um, once again, that's uh, a bill of legislation pending in Minnesota. It's HF, H is in Herald, F is in Frank, uh, 1655. It's called the Take Pride Act. Once again, this is giving sexual orientation protection to pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Um, and this could be a threat to all kinds of, of areas, including employment, involving children, uh, children occupations. I mean, I, I see a lot of problems with this, but you're right. It's, they're continuing to push it, push it. You know, we had, uh, you know, first we had an attitude of, of sort of free sex in the 70s, mm-hmm. you know, uh, fornication and loose attitude about adultery. And then we had homosexual rights. And, and pushing that, and that took a, a good bit of time, uh, homosexual marriage. And then we've seen uh, uh, the next level being uh, drag queens. That's moving fast. Mm-hmm. Cox on their on their their little pause screen had drag queens. Cox Cable. Mm. You know, I encourage you folks. You might want to look at getting a different phone company other than Cox. Mm. Uh, we need to vote with our our dollars. Uh, so we have the drag queens, and then we have. Uh, now we have the, the pedophile movement gaining a lot of steam. And, you know, we even have the polygamy movement gaining steam in Utah. Of course, that's where, you know, LDS, the Mormons, mm-hmm. originally, they, you know, their founders all were, were polygamists, had multiple wives. Now the church went against it. Even when they were told they couldn't become a state, 
So uh, according to their theology, uh, they, you know, well, God, they, they said they went against it. They, they, they said they went against it and they've allowed a lot of that to still happen. Yeah, but, still happened. Yeah. But yeah, they said they went against yeah. it only after. Uh, and and they, what they said was, well, you know, they, that God had, uh, had, had changed his mind and told him, said, yeah, don't do be pedophile, uh, polygamous anymore. Um, and they, they, that happened, that revelation from God happened right after they found out that they couldn't become a state. Right. So then they became a state. But it's still happening in Utah. But they were being somewhat confined under law that said it's criminal to have polygamy. But now the state of Utah uh, has made it, um, in fact, it was the, the state Supreme Court said, no, you can't make polygamy uh, illegal. You can't make it a crime. Hmm. So they may not recognize polygamy as a marriage, but it's no longer a crime. And there's thousands of polygamists in Utah. Uh, so we're seeing this, this, what the point is, we're just seeing this continued development of depravity and absent a, a, a revival or something radical happening, mm-hmm. Peter, I, I believe we're going to see this trend in motion stay in motion uh, to the peril of our nation and our children. Uh, if you haven't heard about it already, uh, on October 28th, we at Pacific Justice Institute are going to have our big celebration of Justice Gala. It's going to be in Anaheim, California at the JW Marriott. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic event. We're going to have none other than Kaylee McEnany, uh, former White House Press Secretary for President Donald Trump. She's going to be speaking very sharp, bright, articulate. Uh, you're, you're not going to want to miss it. If you want to uh, get your tickets now, you want to sponsor a table, I encourage you to go to our website, PJI. Dot org, PJI.org. You can also sign up to get our, our newsletter, uh, The Legal Insider, to keep up with our many cases. We now have over 150 cases in active lit- litigation, folks. So uh, if you want to keep up with what's going on, don't rely on CNN. Don't rely on mainstream media. We can't On this show, we can't talk about all our cases. We have so many. Uh, go to our website, sign up to get our Legal Insider at PJI.org, and take a look at the information about our big gala. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it on October 28th, PJI.org. Now, uh, I'd like to talk about AI, uh, which is um, artificial intelligence. We're talking about computers, right? Yep. Many people are, saying, are just now hearing about AI. Yeah. It's now becoming a popular thing to talk about. But they're not just talking about it. It's not a hypothetical. Yeah. It's something that is in a, in a massive scale is being implemented the same way the right. Internet was at a very fast pace. Uh, right at the beginning of this, this uh, last uh, century, in, yeah. in 2000, 1998, 1999, uh, we, we're seeing the same thing with AI. People need to wake up. They need to be, have attention to it, uh, pay attention to it, because it's going to be impacting many different parts of our lives. Absolutely. Uh, I know one of those areas is going to be in agriculture. I've read about how mm-hmm. it's actually going to help farmers uh, more efficiently, cost-effectively yep. uh, farm and, and do irrigation. Yeah. Uh, it could potentially help uh, Wall Street. Uh, you know, investors, yeah. maybe even monitor, helping the Federal Reserve potentially monitor uh, banks and financial uh, institutions so that when they make a, a, a move and they do something, yeah. artificial intelligence will be able to calculate and say, you do this, you're going to have five bank, big banks go under. Absolutely. Uh, things that we just, we just apparently are not utilizing now. So yeah. a lot of people look at this and they say, hey, this is going to be great. Yeah. It's going to help me with uh, diagnosing people with medical Absolutely. conditions. You put in all the stuff. And AI tells you this is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But there's also some downsides to it. 
Well, just so, like the internet, right? Yeah. I mean, when the internet first came out, we were so thankful and, and we still are. We're thankful for that tool. And I believe like Proverbs says that God gives us the knowledge of witty inventions. I believe that God gives us uh, those things. But AI, I think, is growing faster than the internet did. And it's, and it's integrated into the apps and the things that we're already using. So we don't realize that these tools that we have have just become way more powerful. And by the way, ChatGBT and some of these other AI tools are open source, meaning that anyone with the code can basically steer AI in the direction that closely follows their morals. So uh, for Christians, we can get the gospel out and, and you could ask uh, a, a certain AI bot, hey, tell, tell me some you know, verses on you know, uh, anxiety or on marriage or on depression or whatever, and they could. However, some of these other apps are programmed in a way that, that are biased toward the woke agenda, uh, specifically the LGBTQ agenda. And, and some of these people are, are really honestly preying on children through apps that they already were using and parents felt safe with them using. I'm not saying they were or not, but some parents felt safe with them using. And one of those is Snapchat. Now, Snapchat, um, I've heard of it. Yeah. What is Snapchat? What, what, is, what do they do? They, they chat? Uh, I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Social what is media. Snapchat? So yeah, so social it's a, media, uh, it's a place where young people go to communicate. Yeah, and so one of the things that, that's kind of cool about Snapchat is it has different filters that you can use and, and uh, you know, put dog ears on your friend and then send it. And it's kind of a fun app for kids. And they added this AI robot that you can ask questions to and get information about your area and, and things. And so they're using it kind of like a search engine or, or, or using it as like, hey, uh, find out what's near you. And so kids can actually now ask this AI robot on Snapchat, hey, how can I find out how to have an abortion without my parents knowing? So... It, it's an extremely dangerous moment that we're in, and I just wanted parents to be aware, and I, and I want you know, people to understand, hey, listen, th these do, AI has so much potential for good, mm -hmm. but there is a ton of potential for evil as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it it's can be very dangerous. Uh, Elon Musk has come out, and he knows this stuff forward and backwards. Right. Yeah. And I know personally someone who will, I cannot disclose uh, works and done projects with Elon Musk is brilliant. He knows about AI. Yeah, I'll give uh, you a hint. It's not me. It's not. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> it, it, but, uh, and I got to sit down on a one-on-one -on -one and talk to this gentleman about what's going on, uh, and he's very concerned. As mm. is Elon Musk. Very, wow. very concerned about how it could impact. Well, our, our military, Pentagon. Yeah. Uh, how AI could actually cause a war. Right. Uh, it could, or it can dismantle our military and make us very vulnerable to an attack from China, for example. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, you know, with the Internet, we had the beginning of the information age. Mm -hmm. The ability, and I, I have to admit, I sort of like it. I you know, take up my cell phone and Siri and say, um, how many gallons is, right. you know, whatever, you know, yeah. in, a, in, a what, in a whatever. So, uh, you know, how much does the average car weigh? Yeah. You know, whatever, yeah. whatever information I want. I just, I'm a trivia guy. I just, I always... It's, just, it's great. Sure. However, uh, and it's not just about information now. Now it's about artificial intelligence actually thinking and processing uh, and, and feeding based on your perspective or the perspective you want 
but even more importantly is, and more seriously is that it's actually going to be influencing. Yeah. So you get an AI and you can say, okay, let's influence. Let's uh, do a press release. I want multiple press releases on this subject mm -hmm. uh, reporting allegedly X, Y, and Z and how harmful it is. I want, I want a, a term paper on yes. this article. I want a, a newspaper. Yeah. And they can just spit it out rapid fire. And I've even heard universities and colleges being concerned that they're going to have students just ask AI to write, to write them a paper on this subject and turning it in. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. And, and, and we already have so much of our technology thinking for us. I think the greatest danger is that, is that we will remove that ability to think critically and to really discern what's happening. Like, hey, is this wise? Is this not wise? Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a mindless generation that's coming up, Gen Z. Uh, and so I think this goes to the heart of that. And we just have to be aware. We have to be aware and we have to teach our children and, and the people around us that we have influence, uh, with which we have influence, that hey, this is a danger and just be cautious. We need, we need people who are gonna stand <laughs> and uh, speak the truth in love. Yeah, uh, speak the truth in love. And, yep. uh, and we still have the freedom to do that. Yes, we do. <laughs> yep. And we at Pacific Justice are working hard to make, maintain that freedom as, and all across the country through our many, many offices, all without. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at pji.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.